All right. Abby, Abby, Abby asks, how do you get the most out of clinical rotations um, whilst uh, trying to stay on top of your research about cases that are in the hospital? Um, so I think that the best way to go about this, um, and you'll, you'll, you'll all have strengths and weaknesses, by the way. You're going to find this in your career. There's things that you like, there's things that you don't like. They tend to be the things that you're good at, or you've had a bit of experience at, or you've had a good mentor, or a good teacher of some kind. Um, or, and then the things you don't like, either you're not particularly good at them, or you had a bad teacher that just didn't bring the subject to life. Um, and so there's, you're going to find different energies in those, both of those moments. So if you have the teacher, or, or you, it's something you like, I'm thinking on my surgery rotations, uh, I was just, I would happily put in an extra hour or two on those rotations simply because I really, I liked them. I would do that background reading and research. But the trick here is not to get totally overwhelmed, okay? You need to be out of the mindset of, I have to learn everything about everything Wilson at vet school. It's just not going to happen, you know? So don't set yourself up to fail. Set yourself, a, like, smart goals, Goal planning is probably the thing, the tool that can help you most here. So be, set a goal that's specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timed. So let's say you have a rotation and it's going to last a week or two weeks. Um, what is it you want to walk away with that rotation on? So, Okay, so let's be specific about those things. How do you choose what things to be specific about or to focus on? 80-20 rule applies here, right? Let's, let's get, let's think about the things... That, like, the purpose of vet school is to get your veterinary degree. That's part one. But it's to set you up with day one competencies. Standing there watching uh, the, half, the half awake being half murdered by the half witted, which is what I heard an anaesthetist describing surgery one time. Um, and it was posted up on the wall in Glasgow University. Um, it doesn't teach you an awful lot. If you're standing there just barely staying awake, handing over instruments, watching a spinal surgery that you're probably never going to do, um, how much are you genuinely learning in that moment? Probably not. Which, what the things you take away from that that are important? Well, actually, probably the localization of a lesion. Uh, probably the physical examination. Probably the how to communicate with the client. What are the principle-based things you can take out of your rotation that serve you beyond vet school? So that's one of the things you've got to be thinking about for your rotations. The other thing is, you know you're going to be examined on these things. So what are the common things that show up? You know, I got through vet school by, by unconsciously applying 80-20 logic in that. And you see this if you look at any past paper for any exam ever. The same questions show up. So if you study those subjects law of averages say you're going to pass the exam and if you get unlucky so be it you got unlucky but it served me pretty well for five years and it served me pretty well beyond that that part of my career so look to get a thorough understanding of principles in your rotations specifics you've got a career to fill in the blanks but if you get the good principles to start with and the principles first principles are always about how to take a good history, how to perform a good physical examination relevant to that, you know, to each of these disciplines, how to then construct a differential list in your brain that makes sense, how to then communicate that list of things to the pet owner so they understand what the heck you're talking about, how to then 
make a list of next steps and to again communicate the value that is going to be inherently gained by doing those tests or performing that work. How to keep a client educated and in the loop about what's happening. How to talk about costs. They're your first principle things. And they apply to every single case you will ever see or manage. So I remember being really stressed because one of, one of my flatmates, super smart guy, still a bestie to this day, but I was comparing my knowledge to his knowledge. My knowledge was never going to be as good as his knowledge in vet school. Um, and so I would get stressed out because I'm like, oh my God, I don't know every freaking clinical sign of myasthenia gravis. Uh, and I, I remember being stressed about it. And I look back now and I'm like, what an idiot. Like, like you could have known every clinical sign of everything that was coming up. Like you could have read yourself into the dirt on the background reading on cases on every single case that was coming up. That, if I come back to the first tool, which is the SMART, it's, it's not achievable. And it's probably not specific either. So I think from your rotations, aim to get those first principles bedded in. They will serve you really well and bring you to the answers so much more of the time than you, than you could ever imagine. Um, if you can perform a competent history taking and a competent physical examination, when it comes to your final exams, your practicals, if you've got enough general understanding from the other parts of your class to formulate a differential list, you will almost always pass your exams. Why? Because you won't be dangerous. Right? The dangerous thing is if you, if you, if you miss things, uh, if you're going to waste people's money. Um, but if you formed a good idea of what's going on with your history and physical examination, then boom, you know, you're showing that you understand the process, the art, uh, of, or, or rather the science, the art is the communication of veterinary medicine. I think that would stand you in good stead. Now, if you would like your question answered, then the way to go about doing that is to record your own little video clip that you don't mind us using, because um, we will make you famous as well, but send in your video question, or you can send in on Instagram, or Twitter, or email it, or DM it, whatever. Send your question in. It's got to be about veterinary business, veterinary life, your career, what's going on with you, but ask a question that you think I can add some value back for you, and I would love to give you an answer on this show. And if you do send it in and we use your question, you'll receive a signed copy of So You're a Vet and I Want, and my eternal gratitude and some notoriety by being on the show. So don't be shy, step up and send in your questions. Thanks for listening or watching. Uh, be safe, be well, be happy. Dr. Dave, out.